a friend posted an Adele clip and I started watching it and then I started crying. Oh no. Not the goddamn proposal. Did you watch the goddamn proposal? Every fucking person I know. It's like now that Adele proposal is everyone's like fry green tomatoes now. Like they're like But but here's the deal. I, I hate public proposals. Me too. I, I hate them. And I was like, this is fucking staged. Is this really for her? Or is this for you to get famous? Whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then it just, it's Adele. It's a song. It's like, do, do I wish I had a, a wife? Yes. I'm going to say it. I wish I had a wife. <laughs> and I just started crying. I was like, yes, my wife, my wife, like, you know, my love, like I'll, I'll I'm the wife. And then I was like, I got it. I got to get fucked. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Tony Soto Show. My name is Tony Soto. Joining me is Maxwell Esposito. Hello, everyone. Hi, Maxwell. Uh, Maxwell. Uh, And we have Diana DeLuna. Oh, hello. Easing my way back in. (laughs) Easing you. You're bouncing. We're bouncing Bouncing. today. We're bouncing today on an exercise ball uh so if you hear the squeak in the background that's what that is because my child will only sleep on my body while i bounce on a on an exercise ball i think it's been a long are you are you still depressed diana are you still like no. on the verge no, i'm not depressed is i'm she on the edge because i i i'm i'm about to be sure. grateful yeah, for I'm something constantly on the edge i'm about to be grateful for something but also i'm like i don't know if it would like trigger uh you but uh, can I just say that I am much happier with you bouncing on a baby ball uh, with a child in hand than that child being inside you. Because, oh, girl, shit. there were months where your breathing was <laughs> intense. I was like, I know how the view feels now with the Star Jones thing back in the, you know, the early aughts or whatever. I was like, she, that baby is leaning on her lungs. Oh, no. I mean, the sleep regression, the no naps, I will take that over nine months pregnant any day of the week. <laughs> now, are so you so much better than having a foot stuck in my rib? Have you been able to like be a real person? Like, have you put the baby down yet? Are you doing anything like that yet? Are you like, uh, have you and Mason? Well, we already covered uh, before we started recording that you're not having the intercourse. No. Yeah. How do you pay? No. no, no. Didn't Cannot. you get the husband stitch? Did you get the husband stitch? I didn't ask for the extra stitch. No, <laughs> and I actually, I did tear pretty bad. So I'm a little bit afraid. I heard it's not comfortable the first time. I heard it. it the doctors told me it's not going to be great the first time. Courtney Kardashian told me that too. Yeah, <laughs> directly. She told you that directly. Yeah, she was like, let me tell you something, Maxwell. That I, was- I don't I don't take her calls, but I saw it through the TV. So she told me there. <laughs> um, are you but, like looking forward to like a date night or something? Or so no? we did. We uh, we went to stay with Mason's uh, parents 
because I just needed a break. It's, it was so nice to like wake up every morning and have someone make me coffee and breakfast and just worry about the baby. So then we left the baby with his parents and we went out for sushi and wine and, uh, and in Riverside, it was wild masks optional in Riverside. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, Riverside. I mean, I think like saying people have avoided Riverside for most of the pandemic. We had no right? choice. We had yeah. no choice. Yeah. <laughs> but it was oh, sushi and wine. I I hadn't had that in 10 months. It was glorious. Yeah, girl, don't ever do it again. Listen, I don't know. We, we get it. You proved it. You got it. But like, honestly, it's like 10 months of deprivation that's unnecessary and really is just impacting the planet um but you look fresh bitch you look fresh thank you you look thank back you like your hair's up like i like that she put on it looks like you put a little color in your face i did i did i blushed it a little bit uh i've got some mommy rosé in the fridge i'm i'm in my mommy and me class every wednesday Oh my God. So wait, I can't wait until we start uh, learning about the mommy community, like these mommy friends that you're going to Right now with. it's all Highland Park mommies and they're all old like me. So that's nice. Are they richer than you? Cause listen, they, they can't be like, yeah. So be, be mindful. Don't get caught up into all their weird culty stuff. The rich cannot be stopped. Um, <laughs> hi, Maxwell. Hello. Speaking of rich and women. Hello. I'm here. I am. <laughs> Literally just like daily living my housewife fantasy, not only because I am a housewife, but I am fully immersed in housewife culture. I know I've always, but like, I'm obsessed with it right now. You guys, the Salt Lake city. Oh, we're talking about we the, Oh, okay. We're talking about the show. Okay. I was like, I was well, like, wait a minute. I'm a house. I'm a housewife. They're housewives. You know, we're very relatable people, interchangeable. It's very confusing. I understand. Sure. Um, but the housewives, you guys are so good. I've watched, I'm fully caught up with Potomac. I am in season six of Potomac, almost to the reunion. Salt Lake City Sunday's episode was the probably what I feel bad for anybody that's not watching it. I just oh don't my gosh. What, my, my Mason's parents canceled Sling. So I'm three episodes behind of Salt Lake City, but this season, come on. I mean, I mean, the just the fact that it's, it really happened. Like the fact that there were cameras there and the literally, Jen Shaw, I'm sure, Tony, are you familiar with this? Are we talking about Jen, the Utah one? Uh, Salt Lake City. Yeah. Yes. Okay, that's Utah. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. No. <laughs> Listen, Salt Lake City. That's the only thing that happens out there. So Jen Shaw was arrested on camera. Literally this season start. like we've all- This is the woman who, what, who is dealing with legal troubles because of her mm -hmm. uh, Amway bullshit, right? She's like a, a Ponzi schemer, correct? Yes, Allegedly. Be, right. Allegedly. She, she, allegedly on record leaves old people voicemails of her being like you need to pay me for your student loans and call me back yeah no 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 it's it is oh my god thus the house and these women are literally sitting on this bus waiting to go on this vacation she gets a call she's like uh can somebody turn my microphone really off really fast i have to step out and take a call steps off the bus comes back and is like you guys i have to leave i did my husband internal bleeding i'm just gonna go and everybody was kind of like, this is really weird. And are you sure you don't want us to come with? Like, they were all very concerned. And she's like, no, it's fine. 10 minutes later, Homeland Security, the FBI and NYPD show up in Salt Lake City, New Mexico, or in New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Just covered it was in Utah. <laughs> 
So they're in Arizona in the snow and they are <laughs> literally getting arrested and it is they're there. And then the next episode is literally the whole bus ride because these women go on the vacation still without their friend who's getting arrested for fraud. So she then- made up a lie that on why she couldn't go. And then they watched her get arrested from the bus. No, she left. She ran <laughs> away. That would have been tea. If so she was no, like, guys. tipped her off. So they fled the scene and they, they didn't find out what happened to her until they got this like notification from the news. Whitney was sitting on the bus and she is literally like, you guys, I just got chills up my spine. Housewife star arrested for fraud. Jen and Stuart were arrested for fraud. And this oh, is Stuart got arrested too. Yes. And it's like this whole thing because it's really weird because they all seem to not know what happened, but all seem to know just a little bit. They all just seem to have just they a all little- know. Like, here's the thing. And this is what and and, and like, you know, uh, I'm not watching the franchise, uh, so I'm going blind and ignorant. But I, it feels like the same vibe as the the pop star in the Beverly Hills. This it's is like completely different because this is her husband. Erica Jane's husband was the one that committed the crime and she seemed out of the loop. Jen Shaw is the one that is frauding these people. She is the and one. I bet coach has nothing to do with it. What's a coach? The bad husband. husband. That's her husband. Her husband. Her you sweet, know what? sweet husband, who I can't but believe has dealt with her for so long. I know. She has a sweet, I, sweet husband. She yes. does. And I think that, I don't think he maybe liked the idea, but I think he liked the lifestyle and had his own shit going. So I just think he's, he's like, like Erica Jane. He's going to be a on. football coach cannot be making that much money. Well, well it depends you know, on what college, college what college is that? Utah, Utah State or whatever. Oh, I, I, I mean, I don't even know why I asked that oh, question. Like I would yeah. come out with statistics. And be like, well, actually, <laughs> in Utah. It's like. And she teaches Salt, at like, Lake, Salt Lake City, New Mexico. Yeah, uh, like t- Tucson, Oklahoma, or whatever. Like it's a college. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know, Tucson, Arizona, or whatever. They're all next to each other. It's probably, but moral is, and so like this girl, Whitney, is like, I've all, everybody's like, okay, so listen, we all, we all love Jen, but like we've also really kind of questioned her life because nobody really knows how she makes that much money. The people they know that do that shit. I've already watched both episodes of Jen getting arrested twice. And I'll probably oh watch God. this I'm last Sunday episode again. Just in case is, you missed something. Like it is so good. It is like watching an episode of Clue. Every time I just find something new, a new reaction, a new facial expression to like lead me in a new direction. You know, because Meredith Marks is sitting in the bathtub. They all they're all driving to this woman's house and they show up and she's in the bathtub. They FaceTime her before they got there too ah. to tell her she knows her friend or friend, quote unquote, is a, getting arrested for fraud. She She's in the bath when they show up and they're like, we just had the most traumatizing bus ride ever. And she's like, but look at our house. Your room is <laughs> over here. It's so good. You should watch it. I mean, it. I, listen, I'm just thrilled that your life has purpose because you, you seem joyous. It's, it's a light and I'm just happy for you. <laughs> do, I, do I, do I often seem dark, lost? <laughs> <laughs> like, like you're saying that like this is a new no you never seem it you come off it 
Um, I mean, this is almost getting me to want to at least watch those two episodes. Because I do like to watch people, rich people get arrested. But here's my thing. Like, I just don't care about rich people. This was like, are you watching Succession on HBO? Like, I tried to start. I watched the first season. And then we watched two episodes of the second season. And I was like, there is so much talking in this show. Pretending that that Culkin boy is a good actor is very, very hard to do. Like I, him on SNL? I thought he was pretty good on SNL. I feel like he Googled jerk character and that's what he's doing. Like, it's just, it's so over the top and stupid. And honestly, I am not convinced that money can't buy you love and happiness. I'm sorry. Like, especially, and, 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 if, Jen and, and if you're mm -hmm. so rich and you've been rich for so long that like, then shut the fuck up. Like, I don't care about you and your storylines. I was like, this is a lot of rich white folks who I don't give a shit about. Like, you know the what difference did it? Is, is those are fake rich people. These are real, right, these well, are Jen, real rich people. Jen Shaw's fake rich, but the uh, her friends are real rich. Fraudulently rich, not yes. fake rich. Fraudulently. Allegedly fraudulent. Allegedly. Yeah. I'm just not impressed by rich people. I just don't care. I like, it's like, ugh. But anyway, I digress. But I want to be one. I mean, yeah, I mean, sure, I definitely want to be one, but no, I don't want to be one like that. Like, I don't know that I would be an excess gal. Like, I, look, I walk around I don't know. my- Meredith Marks is, seems like a pretty down bitch. I spend oh my, my days, God, I spend guys. my days walking around my neighborhood. And I mean, I live in Los Feliz. So like, I mean, sure, the people there are rich. Like, I think that, you know, they definitely have money, but they're not like fucking rich. And I just like walk up and down the street, like as they're like watering their mud patches because they let the grass die in their front yards, but they can't be bothered to shut off. I'm just like, you people are awful. Like, like, and these people, these like privacy fences are, you so you can't see all the shit there. I'm big on water right now. I'm like, <laughs> we are out of water. We are doomed. Like, ugh. but anyway, I digress once again. I mean, let people have their privacy, girl. No, I don't think that mm -hmm. I don't think that over overconsumption of water has anything to do with their privacy when they live in a when you live in a city. Oh, where, I was I was talking about the privacy fence that you're upset about. But they only have privacy fences so they can hide all the fucking water they're fucking mm -hmm. boozing down and all the goddamn children they can molest and whatnot. You know, it's oh. not pizza shops not having pizza shops. Did you do you know how much water the weed industry uses? I mean, I, I think that first we should start with uh, way older uh, uh, mass farming, like almonds and shit like that. Like, I'm not bringing up weed at this point. Like you've got, they, they put a gallon for one almond. It's like, let's talk about that first. It's like. Oh, I mean, I know, but I was just thinking of something that you use that also has an impact can't. on the water industry. <laughs> yeah. On the amount I mean, of water that California uses. Yeah, but I mean, like, uh, that's new industry. Like, there's been wasted water forever. So I'm not going to come for weed. I'm not ever going to come for weed. It's never going to be your gotcha moment. <laughs> You're never going to be able to get me with pot. <laughs> there's no, I mean, I'm not trying to get you. I'm just saying, like, water, the weed industry does use a lot of water. That's but what I'm saying is, uh, fucking all the people on goddamn Franklin use a shit ton of water to water mud. All right. So, like, that can be stopped like you're watering mud every day like you don't even have grass you fucking idiots i mean nice. i feel guilty because i drink bottled water again because i'm too tired to wash out my water bottles <laughs> i just can't do it every day do you not have cups 
I do, but I'm just I Diana. That is not a Diana. I don't understand. You are not right now. Diana. You are that is no Diana. No. That's like my sister when she called, texted me a while back and was like, yeah, I just have paper plates because I don't like I washing. I have paper plates right now, too. Yeah, I'm like, I'm sorry. I can't do I'm washing bottles. I'm washing butts. Uh, nope, wa- no, but I want to hear it. You knew what you were in for. You got see this is this is what happened. Plates what did I ask you before we started recording? Don't become one of those stupid parents. <laughs> Look at you. Like, I can't stand to watch a cup. Um, you don't have a dishwasher? I don't have a dishwasher. His name is Mason and he's off paternity. Yeah, you better he's literally put... washing dishes right now. He's As literally he off. Be. He's off paternity leave. He's perturbed. Well, listen, uh, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we have our fabulous guest, Ever Maynard. We'll be right back. Tony Soto Show. All right, we are back with the show, and I am excited about our guests this week because I am shocked that they've never been on this fucking show. It's crazy. Um, uh, they are a non-binary queen, queer comedian whom Variety Magazine described as a wild card, hysterically funny, and a force one can see a mile away. They've been on Netflix, Conan, and Hulu, and now probably their most important credit ever. They are now on the Tony Soto Show. Give it up for Ever Maynard. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm here. Ever. Thank you for joining us. I can't. Ever Maynard. I've been looking forward to this. How, first of all, we've had a lot of firsts this year because uh, you also judged, learn the words, bitch. Yeah, I had a great time. For the first time, which is crazy. Um, I, I feel like out of all the Chicago queer people that I know in LA, you're like one of the few that I knew, knew from Chicago because we met because Chicago had a very progressive queer comedy scene before queer comedy was a thing, I would say. Right. Yeah. It was definitely like, you know, it, it wasn't like. Here's the queers at the Chuckle Factory. You know, it was like, it was like queer people doing zanies. Zanies, or yeah, like cooler integrated shows that weren't just like, okay, well, this is a special gay edition. Yeah. Like it felt like inclusive, is what I'm saying. But R- and, right. for the listeners and comedy, like especially in the early aughts, you know, for the younger generation, you're like, what do you mean? It wasn't like all people weren't people. No, uh, <laughs> you had people and then the gays and the gays. We had our own special shows. They'd be like, we need an all gay lineup. OK, well, this is only on the second Thursday of the month, except for the third month of the year. And <laughs> You had to fight for your space. We have a we have a fundraiser for the VFW that week. <laughs> right. That is <laughs> very <important>. important. <laughs> yeah, but Chicago, I feel, was very special because, you know, it was so inclusive. Now you now. are uh, <laughs> you are now. I, I don't. I can't remember where you're. If you're southern or if you're yes. midwestern. Southern. You're, I said, I want to say Texas. Oklahoma, but that's not Ooh, true, close. right? Texas. Very ah! close. Yes. Oh, I was ah. giving you the benefit of the doubt. I was yeah. like, maybe it's not Texas. Oh, no, it's Texas. I can barely read. <laughs> <laughs> Where in Texas are you from? 
I'm from a very small town called Little River, Texas. It's actually Little River Academy, Texas. We live on the academy side. Um, oh, does that, what is that? Is that <laughs> so the better the, side? <laughs> yeah, what's the academy? <laughs> Honestly, it's like, are you wearing flip-flops to church or are you wearing sandals? Either way, it's open-toed and people, I, I'll say it's like, let me just put it this way. I'm from a hometown where if you wanted to go into the gas station barefoot, you could. And it would be okay, and nobody would bat an eye. They'd be like, "Yeah, of course, it's summer." So, is it close to? <laughs> is it summer. close to? Is it close to the Louisiana side? It's, it's closer to Waco, if that helps. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that does. Yeah. I mean, I drove through Texas once on a twenty-four hour excursion to Mexico, and I just remember uh, what a long, dreadful state. But we did go oh, through uh, uh, Waco because we were like, "Oh, this is where it happened." Um, and we're not talking about Magnolia House. No. We're we're not talking about Chip and Joe. <laughs> no, no, no. So wait, what was what was it like for you as a queer person? Because I'm I'm assuming the town was small. Yeah, um, nine hundred people. And I'm assuming you knew you were queer. Wow. Did you Did you know I you were a queer knew, person? I knew ish, but I didn't allow myself to know. Like I didn't really, you know, I was co-president of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. There weren't very many gays. My family knew my family was like, it's okay if you're different. And I'd be like, I'm not, I'm praying, <laughs> you know, but then when I moved to Chicago, I met other gays. And then a woman was like, I want to have sex with you. And I was like, I want to have sex with you too. I guess I'm bi. And then I was like, oh, oh bye now. Gay later. girl. It's always the journey. But, but let me ask you. So like, did, so you were a religious. So does that mean that you were you're you're a gold star, or yes. were you stripping uh, uh, males and whatnot in the Texas? Oh no, I was. I'm so you hid star. behind the Bible. You were like, yeah. no, no, no. I Steve. dry humped my only boyfriend, Chaz. His name was Chaz. His name was Chaz. Chaz. <laughs> yes. And we worked at a Starbucks together. Kind man. I'm so sorry, Chaz. Um, and- I love dry humping at Starbucks, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> you go to that communal bathroom. Yeah, I said communal. Oh, girl, <laughs> give me give me two pumps of your pumpkin spice. <laughs> two pumps, please. So yeah, so Those yeah, two. so so throwing a cheese Danish. <laughs> so you didn't, yeah. you didn't. So Cake you were just, free. you were just going around Texas, just like not. Brian. Not catering to your needs is what I'm saying. So Chicago opened that door for you. Yes, Chicago opened that door in a very big way. I mean, here's the deal. I worked at a Starbucks. You know, we were, the nearest Starbucks was Temple, Texas, which was near Colleen. It's in between Waco and Colleen. And Colleen has Fort Hood. And there'd be all these like army guys that would somehow like find their way to Temple. And, oh, yes, because there was a, uh, VA. There was a VA in Temple, Texas. And this was like in the height of the war, you know, like we had just done a war in Afghanistan. Um, so there were long ago, long long ago. ago. Um, so there were like a a lot of younger men that would come through our drive-thru that were army guys because uh, they were 
anyway, we won't get into that, but <laughs> there was, I, I want to go to temple. I've never said that before. And, but now I'm, just, let's go to there temple. Was this, okay. I do have a story. can't believe I forgot about this until just now. There was this really thick army daddy that used to drive through through the Starbucks line and I would be like oh I'm really hot and bothered for him in hindsight I just wanted to be in his body like I wanted his, his body. I wanted to be in the body um but he was he was like you know muscular but still kind of thick like and he had tattoos and I was like oh he's so fucking hot like see look at how straight I am I like this man yeah, look out Chaz you're gonna get one of the dry <laughs> yeah hump. and I was like he's He'll rail me. Um, that's what I was like. Yeah, this is how it happens. I get railed now. And he, I was like, oh my He's God. He's romantic. <laughs> rail me. Rail me, Lieutenant. <laughs> I hope this staff sergeant just. I hope me. that you still get to say that at some point in your life, uh, yeah. though. You know what I mean? Like, I hope like there is a, a whatever lieutenant that you're into, whatever lieutenant would get your coat. <laughs> I hope they walk into a Starbucks that you're typing at because we know you're not serving not coffees it, anymore no. <laughs> <laughs> what a big step back for me <laughs> hey uh <laughs> can I my job back i mean uh, like how many pumps of pumpkin spice <laughs> um rail me so but he turned out to be um a born-again christian a pentecostal so ooh. our first and only date he was really ashamed of his tattoos maybe he was gay and he was trying to pray it away and pray pray it away um Anyways, we go to a Pentecostal church um, and the women are in like plain clothes. Long hair, long jean skirts. Yeah, girl. Sitting on one side of the church and then the men on the other. And I didn't know we were going to. I'm wearing ballerina flats and flared out gap jeans and like. You know the old navy cardigan. It's all right. They were gonna. They were gonna bring. They were gonna indoctrinate you anyway. So you come as you are, but then you leave with the leave. long hair and the long jean skirt. Mm-hmm. You leave speaking in tongues, and uh, <laughs> like, here's your snake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the Pentecostal girls in my hometown were some of the downest bitches because they would like leave their house looking a certain way, and they'd get to school looking completely different, and that, like uh-huh. they would do the quick changes and whatnot. Yeah, they'd be like, you gotcha. Know? put the makeup on and then take it off real quick. Um, was it always comedy for you though, ever? Was that always? Oh, yeah, I, I like how we're veering, but yeah. Um. <laughs> well, because I mean, like people from small town America, I think have the best fucking stories and are the most funny because they are the most, they have the most trauma. Thank you. Yeah, your trauma makes you hilarious, ever, is all I'm Thanks. saying. I'm glad that you had um, a hard life, is all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> for your career. For my career. Um, good for you. Um, it makes it makes you funnier. <laughs> yeah, you got to live through it and process it somehow. Um, yeah. No, I would say, yes, I always wanted to be a comic. My parents really nurtured that in me. When I turned 18, I started taking, like, improv classes in Austin, Texas, and it would have been terrible um <laughs> just any i want to know what a yes and looks like in that and in texas and, at a young improv class I, yeah it doesn't look good i'll tell you it barely <laughs> looks good now you think anybody, <laughs> when improv is good it's good but when it's bad it's bad. just it's, signed up when it's for bad, an, it's like 90 percent of the time <gasps> i just signed up for an improv class because my agent told me i should and i was oh, like good for you i mean it's all on zoom so i'm gonna be sitting here <laughs> Drinking water and talking on the phone, you know? <laughs> that's weird. Yeah, that'll be good energy. Yeah, oh, it's it's great. Um, but you moved to LA. Mm-hmm. You're kind of crushing it. Like people like oh, you're you're you. out there. You're I mean, you've done Conan, you fucking have been on shows. Like 
you pop up randomly and I'm like, oh, what's there's ever. Yeah. Um, but you've been on severe depression okay, now, since well, 2020. No, no, I'm wondering on like, <laughs> I'm trying like, to like <laughs> gauge this so it don't, it don't come off like a problematic asshole. But Go when ahead. I met you, I met you as a lesbian. Um, and now you identify as queer non-binary, but you're taking an extra step. Mm -hmm. Um, do you want to tell us about, do, oh do yeah, yeah. About I don't that think journey? you're an asshole. I don't. Okay. Yeah. Know. Cause like, you know, I, I just never know. I'm still a dyke. I love saying that. I love saying that I'm a dyke. Like, I don't think it's a bad word. I definitely like am a butch lesbian, but I'm non-binary. Like, so I'm attracted to women. There, I said it. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Big break. Uh, breaking news. Breaking See, news. We, get you the big, we get you the hot topics here on the here Tony Soto Show. Um, I do the railing. Um, <laughs> sorry, pumpkin am I a predator? Railing. <laughs> yeah, I do the pumpkin spice railing. Um, I'm the boy one for the listeners. Um, <laughs> pumpkin spice railing. railing. Oh, my God. So I am, um, yeah, I'm having top surgery. So I'm so excited about it. And um, I've been at the gym. Speaking of assholes, I've been at the gym like an asshole, <laughs> grunting the weights like all the other cis boys um, in this little Pasadena gym. And I just grunt along right with I them. I think I'm you've like always been uh, supposed to be a... Uh, uh a little muscle boy, if I can just say that. Oh, no, like, yeah. I've, I've always you... wanted to be a muscle boy. And now Cause... I'm going to be a muscle boy. A muscle well, day. I, mean, I feel <laughs> like muscle day. I feel like in the time that we've known each other, like um, like when you have been in the gym is like when you're always at your like most, yeah. Like uh and uh and so, so is it like, it, is I this... feel like I'm in my body when I'm more in shape. Like I definitely got a little depressed and you know, who didn't put on a little weight uh, yeah. during the quarantine. And, and I, it made, it, it actually spiraled. I don't know how real we want to get with this um, topic, but because my, my, like, I'm, I'm curvy. Like my body went, like, I don't mean to brag, but I've got great hips and a thick ass. Like <laughs> it's very feminine. And when I, when I gain a little bit of weight, like I know like, okay, 160 is when I start looking more male or masculine. And that's like, I'm like, okay, cool. Like I can hide that. I'm, I don't know the correct terminology, but born female, yeah, this, this gendered female, I don't, um, and, and when I see the curves, like it's, it's hard for me. Cause it's not what I see in my mind's eye. And then I admitted that I wanted top surgery to myself. Cause a lot of it is like, well, who, who it was like a self-worth thing. Yeah. Um, and you're also pretty stacked on top. And I could imagine that if that's something that you don't want to see I, on your actual physical self, that it's like, they're perky. Yeah, they're nice. I, I mean, you I've got good tits. I mean, listen, I I, I, I don't tits. see this is where I'm like, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but oh, no. you're a shapely bitch. You know what I mean? I was like, it's like, <laughs> I got you some know. good tits. I yeah. got some good tits. Um, <laughs> that's, and that's a shame. I hear but it. Ta-ta titties. Ta-ta. Ta-ta. Now you did a fundraiser and like, so how has the, how has it been? How has the, the, the fundraiser yes, been going. Um, the fundraiser's been going well. It's on a GoFundMe. I'm sure there'll be some links. Um, <laughs> and it, it's actually quite overwhelming, um, the support. So if you've donated, thank you. Thank you for having me on this podcast and talking about it. Um, you know, it it's hard to ask for help. And yeah. there's a lot of different layers. And then 
I was like, I, I just, I, it was a Sunday morning. I was like, I'm either going to do this or I'm not. And I'm going to take out a massive loan. And then my friends were like, you could just, people want to love and support you. And then people, it does, it does. I, I'm feeling bashful and try chatting about it right now. Like, obviously I'm stuttering. Um, but I do feel like very loved and cared for, cared for, um, it's the insurance in a, it's fucked. We have a fucked up insurance system and yeah, healthcare, yeah. healthcare system. Mm-hmm. And it went from insurance being like, yeah, we cover gender affirming surgery to, yeah, we're going to cover this, but we're not going to cover this, 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 and that, and this. And I was like, uh, oh, and then the hospital that I, that the medical center is like, you need to prepare X amount of money. And that's where the 20K came in. But I, it's, it's also like, if we can talk about this, I don't know, like if this is not, you can talk about whatever you want, love. When, so if you're looking to get, first of all, I feel very fortunate that I'm getting top surgery at the Crane Center. I do want to say that, like they're one of the the best transgender surgeons in the nation, and it's also in Austin where I'm having my top surgery, which is my parents are very loving and, and I feel also, I'm very grateful for that. Like they're very understanding. They're very supportive and caring. So they'll be there to take care of me. I know a lot of people in my position don't, don't have, have that. Right. Yeah. And I, and like to be able to, like, I was afraid that, you know, when I told my mom, finally, I was like, I'm afraid you're going to love me less or look at me differently. And that was like very hard to admit as well. Um, to say, I'm doing this. It's not about you. And I was so defensive. And my mom was like, we want you to be happy. Like we know that your insides don't match your outsides. And we, we wish we could change that for you. And we're happy you're making these changes for yourself. And that was like, I love that though, because I mean, the thing is, is like, there's a lot of queer people who don't, who have that same fear, especially because they want to have the conversation with their families who, Mm -hmm. you know, are supposed to be loving them unconditionally. And like, that's a fear for everybody. And it's, I, you, you don't, when you're at a vulnerable stage in your life, you're like, I'm making moves. The last thing that you want is someone who you love to be like, and it's a bad fucking move. You know yeah. what I mean? So or we don't get it. Or why would you do that? And my mom was so supportive, so caring. And I was like, if you have any questions, you can ask me. And I was like, you know, I'm nervous about the family. And my mom was like, if anybody has anything to say, fuck them. And I was like, oh, my mom's reached the age where she just says like, fuck good openly and i love it for her you know i'm like yeah mary like say fuck again Uh, nobody's fucking business like why would they look at your tits anyways and i was like yes you get it okay (laughs) you've been watching all the youtube videos she's you know uh, we have a new mom obviously with diana here and so like we think about like uh i think about like all the things that that little boy is going to be telling you at some point (laughs) (laughs) it just blows my fucking mind and i'm just happy that you have a support system with your family and i'm thrilled that it just seems like you're going up and you're doing shit and that's what it's about it it does sometimes it doesn't always feel that way in life but it's nice to hear i think as soon as i admitted that i wanted this and made the steps to do it the universe was like this is you're in alignment you yeah. know, I was on a over a year wait list. I was like, I really want this. Can, are there any cancellations a month later? They said, we have a cancellation. Can you, it was like 6am our time, 8am Texas time. They're like, can you do a zoom consultation? And I was like, absolutely. And then, so instead of having this of 
August, 2022, um, maybe September 22, I'm having it in January. Wow. Which is like huge. And now like kind of the roles that I'm going out for or are more masculine and, or like actually saying like non-binary or like I'm having my agent submit me for male roles. Cause I'm like, just put me in there. Like coach, yeah. like, let's see. And like, it feels good to be like, no, this is, I, I don't want to go out. Like, obviously like send me out for any roles. <laughs> um, <laughs> are you taking testosterone? No, I I've thought about it, but I, I think I would, I, I was on an anti-seizure medication and one of the side effects was, um, extreme irritability and aggression. And I know I've, I've heard, I don't know. And like that's like kind of what you get when you're on T you go through yeah. a whole different puberty for right, sure. Right. And yeah. And like, I, I, and it, I don't like, I don't know, maybe, maybe later in my, I don't want to say no, I'm not, but like maybe later in my journey. Yes. Yeah. Um, but for now, like I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I need to get used to like seeing my body the way I want to see it. I don't know if that makes sense. Like I'm, yeah, I, I'm excited course. to like live in my body for the you're first gonna, time. You're being, you're going to be introduced life. to your body. Very yeah, soon. that's it. And yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I, I can look at my chest in the mirror and then not see like resentment or shame. Instead it's excitement. Like I'm, I'm like, you're off. And I keep like seeing my body the way I want to see it. And now when I go to the gym, I have like a goal because I'm not, I don't know how to explain this. Like sometimes I would work out and it would feel like, well, it doesn't matter what I'm, what the end goal is because I'm still going to look like this. Like These I would it almost be yeah. like, what the yeah, fuck yeah, is the point? Yeah, and then yeah. now I'm like, oh yeah. Like it, it's a, it's like Christmas like is coming. Like I just bought the, the flights to Texas for the sur surgery. I did that before I bought my tickets home. Wow. Ooh, something's happening. Police helicopter circling. Um, but, uh, well, well, I mean, I just cannot wait for all the thirst traps photos because oh, uh, they're coming. They're going to be now. I've got some like European short shorts for my swim <sighs> shorts. I'm not kidding. I'm okay. Can I share this? I don't know. Oh, like, yes. Okay. Share. At the gym, um, there was this guy and he was on the, you know, the leg press, the sleds for the, the quads. And then if yeah. you do sumos, it's for the butt. Um, little tip. <laughs> he had 360 on and that was his max. That was his last rep. And I was kind of waiting like patiently. I was like doing my own thing, but I was like, oh, I want this. And he was like cleaning it up. I'm like, oh, you can leave that on. Like, I was just nice. You know, it wasn't like, leave it on. I was like, oh, it's okay. And he's like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, I, do y'all experience gym bros like this? No, I go to oh. a gay gym, I think. So oh, this, I don't... yeah, this one is predominantly straight, but this I guy kind of yoga. Oh, that's nice. That's kind. <laughs> I stretch. I have a fast metabolism. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm rambling on this story. I apologize listeners, but honestly, he gave me this up down look and he was so snotty to me. And then I was like, watch this. And I was doing reps of 460 pounds and he couldn't look me in the eye. Not watch this, <laughs> not excuse me. Excuse me. Watch I was like, this. I'm going to warm up with this. And <laughs> essentially when he was nasty to me, I was like, no, I'm going to warm up with that. And then I saw him walk by and I was doing 460 and then he looked at me and then I kind of tried to look at him and he looked away and I was like, yeah, 
Yeah, don't fuck so with a soccer I'm, player. Didn't you do soccer? You play soccer? Weren't you like no, a big... shot, No, shot put. I was big boned. <laughs> I didn't do any Why do I think you did leg sports? Um, I'm always doing my legs. Like, they're little <laughs> trunks. So, yeah. So, I have these, like, tiny little swim trunks that I'm, but I, I'm like, yeah, I want to look like a little thick daddy at the beach with my little top, like a little muscle, muscle bay. Oh, I cannot wait. <laughs> Y'all, this is great. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we have our listener questions of the week. We'll be right back. Tony Soto Show. All right. And we are back with the show. Now, listeners, you're on. That's right. We love to hear your questions, concerns, comments, critiques, or compliments every week. And it's so simple to send it to us. All you have to do is go to the TonySotoShow.com. And there it is. Leave a message for Tony Soto. C'est moi. Uh, who is going to kick us off uh, with our first question this week? I think it is Maxwell. Me. Jordan writes... Not beard still being a thing after the pandemic. I'm fighting with my BF because even after the pandemic, I was aware all of the food and gunk that would appear hours after the meal. Can we cancel beards yet? (laughs) (laughs) Ever Maynard, this is a pressing question apparently. Beards are no beards. Are they sanitary? Are they sexy? What are your thoughts? Why not? Okay, I like beards. Um, I agree. I think beards are sexy. Uh, if a beard is for you, then wear a beard. But maybe instead of canceling beard, it's maybe encouraging cleanliness. Like maybe wash your face, wash your beard. Yeah, Maxwell, you're a bearded person. You sport yeah, you a beard. You're us. no stranger to a beard. Like, what do you prefer? Do you prefer to be bearded or do you prefer to be clean shaven? Well, scientifically, not it's not just like food, but beards just hold a lot of germs. Like when you're touching them all the time, like they're just, just a lot of germs that like hide deep in the hair. So I do understand Jordan's concern, but like maybe we should be like encouraging restaurants to like stop people to blow out birthday candles. Like I don't right? know. Like, That's like, still like, happening. Like my yeah. friends like, are doing that. Oh my God. I feel like, I feel like there are bigger hygiene issues that affect like the masses that we could be concerned about and like although i understand the hygiene of um you know your partner like yeah suggest washing it regularly i don't know don't date someone with a beard uh <laughs> like there's alternatives but i think beards are sexy and i think as long as you're taking care of it i mean beard away baby i i'm not a fan of uh stubble because I'm so sensitive skinned. Um, And uh, so I prefer if you have facial hair that you actually have some length on a beard because even if it's coarse hair, it still hurts less than a fucking freshly shaved face or like a a scruffy face. Now, uh, Diana, you're married, but Mm -hmm. I don't remember Mason's face having beards on it like maybe a mustache no but yeah mason grew a mustache and it's sticking around it's like a look that he is committed to now i know have you talked to him have you talked to him about it have you given him your terms and conditions have you told him you'll leave you know it's <laughs> or do you like it sick that like do you like porn it stash kind of does it for me oh right. kind of does it yeah you're a creep and i, I get do it. remember um i'll always think about uh you know i don't know take it with a grain of salt because he's also a comedian but a, a neurologist i don't know ever do you know john ozale yeah he's a yeah he's also like a neurologist or something and he told me that facial hair protects you from like uh sexually transmitted diseases 
Like oh. what? When you come on a beard, you can't get stiff. I, I guess so. I mean, I guess it's like how your eyelashes protect your eyes. So that means they're dirty then, right? So that means if I you're mean, touching yeah, but them. I think it keeps it out of your own mouth. I don't know. But, Just another selfish act, huh, Maxwell? Is that what it is? Well, your tongue? The, aren't you using your tongue? Like in your mouth? I think the germy issue with the beard is when you oh. touch it. Yeah. I think it's mm. that, when you're, it's your hands that then are touching the germs and then going around the room. Mason also has a mustache comb that drives me nuts. Oh my He's God. constantly combing his Listen, mustache. Listen, you just That's let Mason know I'm going to email him a list of don'ts, all right? <laughs> and we're going to start with the mustache comb. Uh, yeah. Who's next? Who's reading next? Oh, that's who? me. Sorry. Uh, this she is wants to take Cindy. the shorter question and forgets about it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was thinking about that mustache comb. Um, am I the only <laughs> one still baking and eating bread? I understand that people fall off of hobbies, but why is no one asking to buy my breads anymore? I turned baking into a business over the pandemic and it's been great, but suddenly business is down and I think I'll have to look for a job again. Okay, Ever Maynard, let's talk about the pandemic and how people were baking. Were you a baker? Did you uh, partake in baked goods? Do you believe in Etsy businesses being sustainable now that mm -hmm. the pandemic is over? Okay, well, here's the deal. Uh, I did not bake. I cooked. I learned how to cook. Um, oh, Lindsay Adams baked stuff with Lindsay, uh, incredible baker. If you're looking for Los Angeles-based, home-based, cooked, baked goods uh, anyways who cares whatever i'm trying to say um but are they sustainable i guess with the right amount of marketing why aren't you talking with like your local bars or your local fooderies or like you yeah know, if businesses are open now see if you can put some yeah. of your stuff in these businesses yeah why not there's like little like you know even Shit's creek had had an example of like a little like boutique that sold goods, you know, like, I don't know, Cindy, watch Shit's Creek. Why are you talking <laughs> to me? <laughs> yeah, Cindy, uh, I think that it's sustainable, but it sounds like you're going to have to put a little more work into it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing is, is it's, it's very easy to run a successful business when no one can leave their homes. But like now that people now are out competition. about, you have to compete with the world. Now, Maxwell, you're an entrepreneur. You make weed edibles. Have you seen, now, now Cindy's not stipulated whether or not her baked goods have marijuana in it but have you seen a difference in business since pr during covid and after um unfortunately um it's been too hot to be baking my business she can't even regularly. be in the kitchen the housewife cannot even be in the kitchen she can't do it listen when it is my unpaid job to be in the kitchen um it is hard to get into the kitchen to make money in my spare time <laughs> But I do think you need to do some rebranding. You need to start putting shit up on your Instagram story. Be like, bitch, you don't want to cook bread for your mom. I got you. And I'll mail it. Look into the postal service. Yeah. Make an Etsy account. I mean, if your stuff is legal to sell, you can sell it online. Yeah, absolutely. So you need to just think about branding and word of mouth. Um, you got yeah. a newsletter? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, Diana, you said you don't want to work anymore. Um, you gonna put this baby in the movies or whatever? Did I say <laughs> that, or did you just assume that? <laughs> no, you did. You told me because I was like, "Hey, your baby's cute. You should fucking get it an agent." And you're like, "Yeah, you should," because I don't want to oh, work. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, if I could replace my job with being like a stage mom for sure. Yeah. So <laughs> when you're done pimping out uh, uh, princesses and, the and unicorns and shit, like, are you? Would you do an Etsy job? Would you? Was that something you'd be interested in? 
You know, I don't like things online and that's no, no, you know, go do your artisanal online thing. But if I were personally, if I were to make breads or do jams or whatever, I would go to the farmer's markets or to the flea markets or, I, you know, I need to be out with the people. Yeah, you 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 are you are a, a woman of the people. I need to be out with the people. <laughs> yeah, that's a pent up mom. She's like, I'm out of here. Um, uh, good I luck. I need to leave my child at home. Listen, good luck, Cindy. I don't know. I don't. I don't bake. So I. I <laughs> and I didn't start an online business. So I mean, I don't. I, I say like do everything that these people said. Let's move on to Anon. Says I'm closeted and might drink too much. I recently broke up with my GF and have started to text this gay guy that I have messed around with off and on through the years. He always answers, but he is very skeptical of me reaching out this time because I only hit him up between girls. I don't even know why I only hit up that one guy though. I'm very confused, but I'm giving girls a rest. Do you think I only hit this guy up because he's the only gay guy I know? Or maybe I like this guy and always have. Help. Oh, that's a lot to unpack, ever man. Man, what are you gonna pull out first? <laughs> Anon. Good for you for staying anonymous. Um, <laughs> just you're answering your own questions, and you don't mm -hmm. want to. You don't want to admit it. Yeah, you're I'm a gay guy who likes this guy. I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and. And, you know, we've all been there. I have compassion for you. Um, this guy is probably very skeptical because whether you realize it or not, you probably have hurt this guy. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he's oh. like, what's the fucking point? Like, you're just mm -hmm. going to go back to tits. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, is like, uh, I mean, you I'm said it yourself, gonna... you're closeted and you might drink too much. You're drinking too much because you're closeted. Yeah. I mean, there's We've, a lot a of lot things of to us. unpack there, right there. There's a lot of, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're. I would suggest going to a therapist before sucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because maybe, uh, maybe Maxwell, if he goes to therapy, then he can respect a dick before he sucks it. Because I you. think respecting a dick is important. What do you think, Maxwell? You, you absolutely. Um, I don't actually think coming out of the closet makes you respect dick at all. So, <laughs> therapy. so I don't know if that point is um, actually valid, but I am. I mean, I think maybe one of the reasons you might actually keep hitting this guy up is just you like attention. Like you're just enjoying mm. that there is flirtation there because I mean, yeah, there are, you know, there's always a time when you're alone and you're just like, who can I text that will respond? Mm -hmm. You know, and especially after a couple cocktails, I think I've seen a few memes of grinder jokes that are like, hey, handsome, after three in the morning, after a couple cocktails, <laughs> and you just send them out to everybody. <laughs> and um, you hope someone bites. Yeah. yeah. This, this is your hey, handsome, but I think you need to come to terms with what you actually want. I mean, you yeah. don't even need, you could still like girls, but you need to realize what you want and then maybe communicate to this person that you just want to fuck him when you're in between mm -hmm. girls. Because like, there's nothing wrong with that. If you, you want to live in the closet all your life, go off. But you need to tell Yeah, but you have to, you have to be responsible and be honest if that's your thing. Because I, yeah. I, I do know a DL guy right now um, who... Uh, I talked to, um, strictly platonic, not like I'm trying to like, cause bitch, I like him faggoty, you know, I want to know you're gay. Um, but, uh, he, he was being like, he had, he had like started hooking up with this gay guy who was like, I'm very cool with you being in the closet. And then like, after they fucked a few times and, and that, uh, gay guy got the good D he was like, you need to come out of the closet. 
<laughs> and the guy was like, you need to kind of respect it. I told you I was DL. And, and I was like, oh, you're doing it all the right way. You need to be doing this the right way, Anon. Diana, what do you think about this whole situation? It sounds messy. Yeah, yeah sounds I have messy. a lot of compassion for the booty call for sure. Um, you know, it sounds like you're hurting, but like your hurt doesn't excuse hurting others. And if somebody has been doing this with you for years, like they're holding out hope. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, it's like, it's like what it, what it really comes along is kind of selfish on your part because you're already like, well, I put in the work with this guy. And I, and like, if you are a homosexual and I don't care what, however you identify, it sounds to me like you're also scared to put in the work to meet other gay folks. And, uh, that's just what you have to do. Um, and, and I don't know, it also sounds like this guy might, might be waiting around for you. So like, yeah. Be compassionate to that person because if they're waiting around for you too, maybe be like, don't necessarily wait around. Maybe don't always be available. I don't know. I don't. Closets are bad. I don't even know how to mm -hmm. react. Um, it, it's also triggering because some of us, I have also been like the person in the closet, you know, like, and it was like, oh, that's interesting. Waiting. Well, yeah, what, what, yeah what, where, where were you in your head at that time? I mean, I was young. I was a younger gay and I was like, okay, you'll tell your parents eventually, or you'll come out eventually. And I, it felt like our relationship was kind of, you know, it was, we could only grow so far together until that person became comfortable with who they were and telling other people, you know, like it, it there, there was no judgment, but at the time, yeah, it, it hurt. And then afterwards, after that relationship ended, it was definitely like taking a step back and being like, well, that was actually quite hurtful for my psyche and, and my heart, you know? Yeah. I mean, well, and, this and is my own. Thing. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, my own personal growth. Cause then it was like, well, the next person, is it like this? You know, is this how a relationship is supposed to, you know, like it was weird. It was like one of my first times ever being with a woman. Yeah. So. And, and this is why, um, you know, it's still real fucking difficult to be a queer person <laughs> because not everyone, because I say it like as a product of the nineties, I wasn't, I was told heterosexual sex ed. You know what I mean? Like that oh, is yeah, what I learned. Only, yes. uh, you know, uh, none of the questions that I remember growing up being terrified of like happening to my body. Like, you know, like we didn't get to talk about it because, and you know, we're, we're different from straight folks. We're better. Uh, ever, you're better. And I <laughs> appreciate you being on the Tony Soto show. Did you have a good time? Oh my God, I had, a I had the best time. Uh, uh, why, don't you so why don't you tell people where they can find you on the internet? Yeah, so you can find me on the internet uh, at Ever Maynard, E-V-E-R-M-A-I-N-A-R-D. Um, that's where you can also find the GoFundMe. Um, I've got a couple of live shows if you're in Los Angeles that are going to be really fun. I do um, like a crowd work storytelling and riff show called What's Your Problem, Sir? And if you're in town on January 7th, uh, please come to the Elysian Theater. I'm doing a, a fundraiser comedy show and party. And like we've got Kate Berlant, Libby Higgins, um, Nori Reed, Solomon Giorgio, just a whole slew of people oh, and more. Just me. Solomon Giorgio just texted yeah, he did? me. Yeah. yeah. He was like, you know, it, it's going to be a party. It's going to be fun. It, maybe fingers crossed we reached my goal. Maybe, I don't know. Like, we'll see. It's going to, it's like a bachelor party for my breasts. That's really? right. Bon voyage, boobies. Bon voyage. <laughs> uh, Diana. Uh, I also have a bachelor on my breasts. 
and I'll be uh, <laughs> feeding my child and uh, trying to work out in between naps. So I'll see you next week <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> Maxwell Esposito. Okay, I have some things to say. First, I want to thank RT for the very friendly Venmo and a listener of this show. Much love to you. We love RT. RT yeah, is good. Yeah, that, that's their name on Venmo. So shout out to her. Um, I was on uh, Closeted Stories with Vikram. So you could listen to that wherever mm. you listen to podcasts. Asked. You can also hear me on Wanna Be On Top this week with Daniel Webb. And keep up with me on Instagram at Maxwell Esposito and on Twitter at me underscore LGBTina. Oh my God, Daniel Webb's going to be on our show next week. Oh, <laughs> and then my birthday show is the week after that. God, what an exciting oh November it's been so far. Oh um, uh, Who's the guest for your birthday? Um, I'm, we're having Meatball back. Yeah, no, we're having Meatball. It's been a while since I've got since we got to hear her yeah, yell at us on the true. on the old. And she just got uh, uh, the Tony Soto treatment from the Boohoo's that I got um, because uh, all of now all of the Dragula girls have to uh, probably not ever do her show again. <laughs> oh. What can you do? They're fucking they're frauds and they're insecure. Um, uh, guys, if you like the Tony Soto show please go to our iTunes page and subscribe to it. Rate the show. Leave a comment. It helps. I also do the Gay Power Half Hour everywhere uh, podcasts are streamed with my good Judy Casey Lie. So tune into that every Thursday for new episodes. I am the Tony Soto Show on everything, which is Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Venmo. Like I said, Daniel Webb's on the show next week. And uh, yeah, we'll see. Wait, hold on. Do I need to say this? I do. On November 22nd, that is the next Queer Slam. So uh, tune into that. Go to queer.slam on Instagram for all those details. Until next week, goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.